Welcome, welcome again, everyone. We're so glad that you are here with us again today for our Sunday morning worship broadcast. We are thankful. We're praising God. We're excited about God and what he's doing. Even in difficult times like this, we still look to him. We still trust in him. He is still our everything, our hope. And so we love him today. And we're so glad again that you joined us uh, here uh, I want to share with you today a few encouraging words from Scripture uh, around this. Here it is. There is no doubt a prevailing question that is resonating in many of our minds and spirits today. Uh, there's just this question that I know that many are asking. Maybe not everyone, but many are asking this question. The question is this. What do we do? In a, at a time like this, what do we do? What do we as believers do? What is it that we do? Well, uh, in response to that prevailing question, that question that's resonating with many of us, I'd like to offer uh, three answers to that question. I'd like to offer three answers while, while placing special emphasis, though, on one of those uh, answers in particular. Here it is. First answer to that question, what do we do, is this. Keep the faith. Keep the faith. No matter what happens, keep the faith. Jesus said uh, to Peter when Peter had stumbled and failed, Jesus says to Peter, Peter, I prayed for you that when you are uh, when you are restored, I prayed for you that your faith not fail you, that your faith doesn't leave you, that when you're when you are restored, strengthen your brothers. But he prayed that Peter's faith would not fail, that he would keep the faith. And I say to you now. And one answer to that question is keep the faith. Second answer to that prevailing question is not only keep the faith, but stay committed to the cause of Christ. No matter what, stay committed to lifting his name. No, stay committed to serving. Stay committed to all those things that Christ represents and wants us to be about uh, at all times and in particular at a time like this. And then finally, uh, the one I want to emphasize today is this answer. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Uh, as many of you know, we've been traveling through the book of Romans, and we've been in a series in Romans since the summer. And as we continue our series in Romans, our focus today will be on the final four verses of chapter 15. And it's in these final four verses, verses 30 through 33, which we will, by the way, read momentarily, that we find the Apostle Paul, as he often does throughout his writings, exhorting his readers to pray fervently. That's what Paul does all throughout his letters. He, 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 he encourages and exhorts the believers that are recipients of his letters to not forget to pray, pray all the time, pray without ceasing, pray fervently. Prayer, my brothers and sisters, is vital to the Christian's life. It's through prayer that we are able to commune with God. Prayer is our direct line of communication to a sovereign and a loving God who Isaiah describes as having ears that are not deaf and arms that are not short. Remember whatever you do to pray without ceasing. Martin Luther said this about prayer. Martin Luther said that to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible than to be alive 
without breathing. It is essential to our lives, especially in times like this. We as believers who hold on to Jesus and his word and our relationship to him, it is just as important as the very air that we breathe, that we pray. Uh, Corey Ten Boom says this. Uh, she asked this question about prayer. She says, is prayer your steering wheel or is it your spare tire? Is prayer your steering wheel or is it your spare tire? Is it something that you just pull out when in an emergency or is it something that you do all the time? I think our answer has to be that prayer guides us. Prayer steers us. Prayer directs us. Prayer is important. It's so important that it's all throughout Scripture. In fact, there are 650 prayers listed in the Bible. There are approximately 450 recorded answers to prayer in the Bible. The Bible records Jesus praying himself 25 different times during his earthly ministry. And the Apostle Paul mentions prayer in his letters 41 times as he writes to believers. Prayer is crucial. It's critical for us. Prayer is the most powerful tool that we have. It is the absolute most powerful tool that we have. You remember that Moses prayed and the Red Sea parted. Joshua prayed and the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. Gideon prayed and defeated 135,000 with just 300. Elijah prayed and God sent fire followed by rain. Paul and Silas prayed in prison one night at midnight and the Lord sent deliverance in the form of an earthquake. Prayer is critical and it's crucial for us. In our text for today from Romans chapter 15, the chapter opens with the plea from Paul that the recipients of this letter would follow Christ's example when interacting with fellow believers. So in verse 7, he says this. He says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. He opens this chapter talking about how we as believers. In fact, he opens this chapter in exactly the same way he closes the other chapter talking about our relationship with one another. Our relationship with one another during times like this is crucial. It's critical that we maintain uh, a great relationship, that we welcome one another, that we uh, model the example Christ left us. Paul then moves to moves from our relationships with one another. He moves to his mission of introducing Gentiles to God. That was his life mission. That was his life purpose ever since the day that Jesus knocked him down from his beast and set him on his way with a new with a new mission, with a new uh, goal in mind to intro, of introducing Gentiles to God. So then in verse 21 of Romans chapter 15, he summarizes his mission statement by quoting Isaiah 52:15. Here's what he says. Those who have never been told of him will see and those who have never heard will understand. That was Paul's mission in life to share with those who had never been told and to, to have help those to understand who had never seen about Jesus Christ. 
Paul then, after he does those two things in Romans chapter 15, he comes to the close of this letter and he closes this chapter, not the close of this letter, but the close of this chapter. And he closes this chapter by explaining his desire to carry out his mission in Judea and in Jerusalem. And then after carrying out his mission, his desire to come to Rome to visit the saints that were there who he had never met before, before departing on his way to Spain. That was that's how he closes this chapter. And he communicates to them. He communicates to the saints at Rome that prayer will be critical if he is to make it to see them. So let's read. Let's read Romans chapter 15, beginning at verse 30. Here's what Paul writes at the end of this chapter. He says this, I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the spirit to strive together with me in prayers to God on my behalf that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea and that my service for Jerusalem may be acceptable. That's what Paul says at the end of this chapter, verses 30 through 32. Paul says this, I desperately need your prayers. I think that's the word for us today. We desperately need to be praying for each other. Paul says, in fact, not only do I desperately need your prayers, in fact, I need you to strive with me in your prayers. He says, pray with everything you got for me. Intercede for me. Pray on my behalf and I will pray on your behalf today. That is what we should be doing, striving together with one another in prayer. That word in the Greek translates to this. It says it, it means this to fight vigorously with me. And we're going to fight together in this prayer for one another to agonize with me. When you pray, strive with me, agonize with me, feel my pain and I will feel your pain to join me in this wrestling match. That's what Paul says. He says, strive with me. He says, here's the reason why, that I will survive the dangers of the often violent unbelievers in Judea and make it to you in joy that we can be refreshing to one another. That's what he says. He says, I want to make it to you and I want to make it to you, not with not not with sadness uh, anything. Like, I want to make it to you when I get there. I want to be joyous. I want us to, to celebrate together and refresh one another. And I'm saying to you today, my brothers and sisters, that that is a call for us to pray and strive so that we can rejoice and refresh one another. Now, let me say this. We, unlike Paul, are not trying to get to Rome. That's not our that's not our goal. That's not on our agenda. We're, he was trying to get to Rome. That's not what we're trying to do. But rather, we're just trying to make it through each day. In order for us to make it, prayer is critical. If we're going to make it, if we're going to survive, if we're going to thrive, if we're going to, to, to flourish in this time, it is critical that we pray. And then... He closes with the last of what is three benedictions in this chapter. Verse 33, here's what he says. He says, may the God of peace be with you all. 
Amen. He describes God here in this third and final benediction, chapter 15, as the God of peace. He describes him other ways in the other two benedictions. In verse 5, he says this. He says in verse 5, uh, he says this in this benediction. He says, may the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. And then the second benediction is in verse 13. And this is what he says. He says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. He describes God in three different ways in these three different benedictions in this same chapter. First, he is the God of endurance. He is the God of hope. And then lastly, he is the God of peace. And I just say to you, there's a reason. While Paul describes God in these different ways, in these three different benedictions, here's the reason why. Because he is whatever you need him to be, whenever you need him to be it. He is wonderful. He's counselor. He's mighty God. He's everlasting father. He is prince of peace. He is all of that and then some. And Paul says, that's who he is. That's who he is. Here's the big idea as I wrap this up. Big idea is this. In these challenging times and at all times, not just in challenging times, but in these challenging times and at all times, keep the faith, stay connected to the cause of Christ and pray without ceasing. And I share a poem with you before we close out. I want to share this poem with you uh, from Michelle Butler. It's called A Wing and a Prayer. It says this, under the wing of an angel, we feel protected. Through prayers to God, we feel connected. Peace is said to be offered on the wings of a dove. Prayers can bring peace along with hope, faith, and love. Wings of a jet plane provide a steady flight. I pray you remain steady and strong through this fight. Butterflies have wings to fly playfully free and free from this monster is what I pray you'll soon be. Birds spread their wings as they may leave their nest. We're spreading our prayers that you'll always be blessed. Go fight and win this battle. You didn't start on the wings of an angel and prayers from my heart. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. We praise you for your word that guides and leads us and for the privilege of being able to come to you in prayer. We need to join our hearts and our hands together now like we've never done it before. We know, Lord God, that you're standing there ready for us, say, saying to us, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We thank you, Lord, for that. We pray, Lord, for all those that are going through and dealing with different trials and tribulations as it is related to this uh, pandemic that we're facing in our world today. Help us, Lord, to be encouraged and to be encouragers. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name is our prayer. Amen. Listen, we want to invite you. Uh, first of all, if you don't know Jesus, that you would wherever you are right now, just surrender your heart to him. He wants to know you. He's standing at the door and knocking. 
saying to you, if you would invite me in, I'll come in and sup with you and you with me. And we together will get through this. So I invite you to do that wherever you are. And then also we invite you to join us each and every Sunday morning right here at the same place uh, at 10 a.m. for our Sunday morning broadcast until the Lord releases us from this uh, new way of doing ministry. We'll be right here. If you need us or anything throughout the week, please be sure to reach out and let us know that you're in need. We have volunteers that are standing by that are ready to help. Uh, we, have, we have people that are, that, are, that are available to pray with you, uh, to, to provide uh, help for whatever it is you may need. Uh, reach out and let us know. Uh, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer uh, until we meet again. Amen.